My name's Andrew Hada, the director and writer of such films as Borderland, The Last Ones, and the upcoming Empty Space, which is about anxiety and aliens. Hey guys, so since we recorded this, we just found out that we've been selected at the Sacramento Horror Film Festival as official selection for Empty Space, and it's going to be our world premiere, which is awesome. And what makes it even more awesome is that it's going to be online this year which means that anyone can get a ticket. Please watch it. It's my most personal film. It's dealing with a mental illness that I have. It has aliens. It's fun. It's scary. It's weird. Just give it a watch. We'll be sending out information on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. So yeah, so follow those and we'll get information out to you. It's next month in October. Yeah, and if you watch it, let me know. Yeah, I'd be very excited to hear what everyone thinks. And I'm here because there's a pandemic right now and we have nothing better to do. So I got my friend and sometimes producer, Joshua Epp, to come and talk about a movie that we both love. That's a universally hated by almost every horror fan. I mean, it is bad. I, let's not... The movie we're going to be talking about is Freddy's Dead, which did so bad that New Line Cinema begged Wes Craven to kind of come in and save the franchise. Ow. And Josh just said that it's not that good, but that's because he's a liar. If that was the only Freddy movie I saw, <laughs> I would be completely baffled. It's more like the culmination of getting to that point is like, it's a good ending, I guess. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, I'm going to give a brief rundown of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, which everyone should know. But Nightmare on Elm Street, it's basically about this killer named Freddy Krueger. He attacks you in your dreams. Nightmare on Elm Street has always been my favorite horror franchise. Just because they're all like so inventive and so wildly different. Like I rewatched all of them and just the amount of like practical effects. But like each one of them is different in its own way. Where part one is obviously the original and it is the scariest. And people say it's the best. But not if you count by how silly Freddy Krueger is. <laughs> Which is how I count how good they are. <laughs> Watching it again, there's some good scares in that movie. Yeah, I also I rewatched that one recently, and it is uh, it's like it's like menacing, and they kind of you know they're like trying to figure it out. I don't know. It's obviously like it's a little you know like dated with some of the stuff, but I think most of the practical effects actually do hold up though. So yeah, like and it's so subtle. Like the camera work is what impressed me the most. Like it looks really good the whole time. Um, yeah. Then you get into part two, which is like it has yeah, part part two. He doesn't even kill anyone in their dreams. There's just no none of the rules are fault. Like that's the true oddball because nothing he's doing or what the kids are doing or what happens like lines up with the other six. But you know that's a different story. Yeah, so. like I think we were saying yesterday that if you if you described anything in part two to anyone without saying that it was Freddy Krueger, they would have no idea that you're talking about Freddy Krueger because it's like, oh, yeah, he sets a bird on fire. <laughs> it's like, for what? Like in a dream? No, just, just in your room. He'll make yeah. it real hot. <laughs> and for some reason, the parents won't care that it's like 96 degrees. In your room. So part two is obviously its own thing. Then three, four, and five are all part of continuity like they all have the same story and then after that like yeah they each go off part six does the thing where 
it clearly does a retcon, but... They kind of do, like, the X-Men thing, where they're like, we're gonna take what we want. To get it, like, the way it opens, because it shows a little map of, like, the mid... It's like a weird digital map, like, uh... Which weirdly reminded me of, like, Escape from New York. Yeah, In, in a way, I, yeah. like... But it's like a CRT monitor map of the U.S. And it's, like, ten years from now... Oh my, and, and it, I, I love any movie that's like, <laughs> this movie takes place 10 years from now. It doesn't happen very often, but every time it does, I love it. Because technically, Freddy's Dead hasn't even taken place yet, because we're 10 years from it. So here's my theory. There's, I have two theories about this movie. The first one is that they just kind of wrote it as it was going, and they never looked back to like look at drafts or re-edit. They were just like, let's just keep going. <laughs> And that's probably why people don't like it. But here's my second theory. So in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, especially with Scream, but there was this kind of type of movie where it was a sequel to a franchise that was also kind of like a parody of the franchise. Like Gremlins 2 is the most famous one of these. Right. Uh, there's also uh, Bride of Chucky, and especially Seed of Chucky do this, where they're making fun of their own franchise. Um, and I feel like people sleep on Freddy's Dead, but that's my theory, is that Freddy's Dead is not just a sequel, but it's a kind of a parody of the original Freddy franchise. Oh, every, every Freddy movie starts with a quote. One of them is... When deep sleep falleth on men, fear came upon me and trembling made all my bones to shake. Another one from Dream Warriors is Sleep, Those Little Slices of Death, How I Loathe Them by Edgar Allan Poe. Now, Josh, what is the quote that they use in Freddy's Dead? <laughs> well, they use two quotes. They use two, yes. in, They use a Nietzsche quote about the terror of dreams. And, and then, then that fades out. And then it says... Welcome to primetime, bitch, which is Freddy quoting himself in, I want to say, the third movie yeah. where he shoves a girl into a TV that is also his body. This, this was one of those things where when I saw Freddy's Dead, it ruined me for movie quotes for the rest of my life. Yeah, like, first of all, why is Freddy <laughs> quoting himself? And it's like, and it has that guitar stinger behind it, like that, that guitar music opening. And I, I do feel though, that is like, it's like, Hey, here's the tone of this movie. You, yeah. you better like get on board now because it's All, not every, every song in this movie is like, we wanted to get Guns N' Roses and John Bon Jovi, but we didn't want to pay them anything. That's also the uh, the philosophy behind them getting the Freddy mask. They're like, well, we wanted to get the the first Freddy mask, but I mean, this Party City one looks just as good. Yeah, the Freddy, so. Freddy does look terrible. It, it is <laughs> like, it's almost like when you put on, when you apply makeup, you put on like all the um, prosthetics and stuff, and then you match the skin tone, and then you like fill in like, oh, the sunken eyes, the bloody like scars and stuff, but it's like they forgot that part. They just did skin tone, and they're like, this is good enough. <laughs> It's so, like, you don't see, at, the, at first it's not, like, that noticeable, but near the end when he's just in, like, broad daylight, it's, it's bad. Like, it's, like, shockingly bad. And it goes up and down. Like, there are some moments, like, once they leave the town, Springwood, it all, there is, like, a weird shift for about 15, 20 minutes where it becomes, like, a horror film. And his makeup does get better. But especially at the beginning, 
when he has the power glove on, it is not even like it just looks like prosthetics. It yeah, looks, that's where it looks the most like any party city style. And there's there's so much going on in that scene though. They're like they won't notice. Yeah, <laughs> and it like not just keep talking about Elm Street two, but Elm Street two had the best Freddy makeup I think. The famous actor Robert England who plays Freddy in all of these, but they gave him more of like a kind of witchy features where he looks scarier. I think to me that he looks the scariest. But there's like a slow transition from the first one to this one where they like got lazier and lazier with the makeup. And this is the one where they're just like, oh, he's fine. He, like, they know what Freddy looks like. They can use their imagination. It starts off, also again, just to show how little respect this movie has. Like I looked up trivia before we started recording this. And all, like none of the trivia is about what the movie's about. It's all about like what the movie should have been about. <laughs> Like, the trivia is like, oh, Peter Jackson wrote a score, and the main character was going to be the kid from Dream Child, but then they said no. It's like, (laughs) none of this, none of this is about the movie. For good reason, I mean, it's not. (laughs) There's like a part where they said that the director, who is named Rachel Talele, who's the only woman, as far as I know, to have directed a Nightmare film, and she got sick uh, near the end of it. And they just kept, they just kept shooting. <laughs> they did not so like. She's she's not even there. The cameraman's like, I I could I could just do this. Yeah, I mean, let's get into it. So it starts off with this kid named John Doe, and he thinks right. he's Freddy's son, and he's the last official. Well, child. okay, so yeah, first he doesn't he doesn't know anything. Although what I did like right away is. Um, because the other ones kind of start and there's this like kind of menace of like what's going on. But this start, the movie starts assuming that you know everything that like kind of the, the general idea of Freddy. And he's very like begrudgingly accepting it. Like he's never scared. He's more like, come on, man. Which I, like, I love that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> my, one of my favorite scenes is at one point, and this is near the middle. He's in a house and he's like, I'm not going to leave this house. And he turns around. And the house is on fire, and he's like, oh, I fucking hate this house. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like his weird apathy to the events and to the fact that Freddy Krueger is going to kill him. Yeah. He's he's tired that he's also in this franchise. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's also it's... like, and also at this point, like in the general pop culture, Freddy Krueger had become like a cartoon character. Like he, he was kind of like the Crypt Keeper, where he even hosted Freddy's Nightmares, which was like a show where he was literally the Crypt Keeper. Oh, I actually didn't know. Yeah. And yeah, so like every episode was just random monsters, and then Freddy would come in and be like, hey, that was weird. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Like just random like Crypt Keeper style intros and outros. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of the, that was the thing at and the you, time, yeah. You would think that the makers would be like, okay, well, Freddy's kind of been desensitized. So let's go back and make him really scary. But no, 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 not New Line Cinema. They're like, let's lean into it and kind of make him like Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He is set, like, there are sequences of this movie. um, And I mean, I'm not even talking about um, the video game part, because that's like, it's old. Like, that's on another level. But Every interaction he has with John Doe, it's like there's stuff that's just straight out of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. Well, and I was I watching. Mean, well, okay, so 
there are like three key like there's a part where there's a deaf character named Carlos and he doesn't like Freddy takes off his um, his hearing aid so he can't hear anything. Then he gives him like a Freddy hearing aid and it makes him hear everything yeah. super yeah is, like 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 a sinister one yeah. yeah it's it's a great sequence but there is a scene where like because every sound is amplified where water droplets are hurting his ears and freddie like pulls a pin out of his finger and drops it and carlos manages to catch it and then he looks back at freddie and freddie has like like a bunch of pins <laughs> in his hand and he's and like Carlos does the thing where he's like no 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 and Freddy's like yes 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 and then he drops them all that is legit like what happens in like Looney Tunes with Bugs Bunny he also because of that same sequence he gets like a he gets a small chalkboard and this shouldn't matter like because obviously it's the sound the chalkboard makes but not the size of it but then he stretches it out while going like, oh, like he's doing the, the like, like the, the O face to be like, oh, 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 as yeah, he like, like stretches it out. Like the faint surprise. Kind of like he can scratch a larger <laughs> surface area. <laughs> like, it's it's so nothing, uh, yeah. but it is great. Although, yeah, no. And again, I think uh, this is our first appearance of a Hispanic of any kind in the Freddy movies. <laughs> Like his name is Carlos and his mom. Yeah, and you clearly, see his mom and yeah, she like clearly has a Hispanic accent, and he is in the best one. And so like okay, so John Doe goes to like a halfway house. Yeah, he pushes him out, and he and he like I guess in it he leaves in his pockets like clues, like yeah, he leaves like a newspaper clipping, some money I guess for like a bus. <laughs> it's like he leaves it with like a few like, survival tools. Here's a 20. <laughs> so, like, make yeah. it to town, yeah. So, okay, so then he goes to this halfway house, and he meets, like, this is Breckin Meyer's first role. His character is very slapdash. I mean, the, the, everyone's character in this movie is extremely, like, hey, here's what they are. Yeah, but, like, his character is a pothead, but his dad is, like, the kind of, like, evil businessman who, like, put him there. But it's weird because his dad is clearly like a rich businessman, you know, in like a suit. But he like leaves him in like this homeless shelter halfway <laughs> house. But it's it's kind of like, well, why didn't you put him in like a, a rehab, like a good one? And he like, it's like all he does is smoke weed. I think he's all right. Like, don't. Y yeah, like I thought like I, I thought he was like a serious drug addict. But then later, I mean, the movie kind of forgets he has a father like very quickly. But later he just loves weed. Like that's yeah. his only like care. Like it, it's like he kind of shifts from being like a I hate my father Shia LaBeouf type to like I love weed. Well, Let's and, like watch TV. Yeah. yeah Rewatching these movies, I was kind of like, I realized why I liked them. It's not just because of Freddie. I don't know if you thought, thought this, Josh, but I lived in Los Angeles and all the Freddie's movies have this weird like California feel to them, you know? Where like if yeah, you look, I can kind of see it. Yeah, like if you look at ha uh, Halloween, that's obviously supposed to be like any town USA, you know, and like Jason is the woods, you know. But Freddy, it feels like California, like especially like in the later ones. There's a character who's like a comic book artist. <laughs> they have they deal with a lot of like in one of them, it's a model who like only people from California would think these are archetypes of teenagers. <laughs> like <laughs> one of them, there's like a she wants to be a high dive swimmer <laughs> they're like kind of stereotypes that are very southern california it's like i just like to think new line cinema was like 
what do kids love? And they're like, they love uh, being an actor and high diving. And they're like, okay, we'll yeah. put them, put those characters There's in two there. Two main things. Sometimes in ways that don't really line up, but you know. Yeah, like, especially because they're not supposed. It's supposed to take place in Springwood, I think, Ohio. But they also well, this one has uh, oh Trace was the girl. Yeah. I don't know what she wants, but I do know she's tough because she wears like a, a military like <laughs> surplus jacket and has like three or four rings on each hand. Hey, first of all, first of all, my character in Borderland is tough because she wears a military <laughs> jacket, surplus jacket. Okay, that's a staple, and we're not gonna talk shit about it. It is true. So she she's a tomboy who you know does things for herself. Watching them all back to back, I realized that one of the tropes of the Freddy movies is a character who knows karate. <laughs> and it doesn't happen that often, but it happens enough where you're like, why does this happen so much? <laughs> yeah. Like in one of them, a character literally fights Freddy Krueger with karate, and then Freddy Krueger's like, oh, that didn't work. It's funny because it kind of works in this one. Yeah, it does. Like it, she, she successfully repels him, you know, it during her like dream works. sequence. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> then you have Tracy, you have... Carlos and you have Spencer. I at for a second I wanted to pretend that they were Scooby Doo tropes, but really it's just because one of them's a stoner. There's like they don't match any other characteristics. It's enough. And then, it gets you there. Yeah, and then Lisa Zane plays Maggie Burroughs, who is the like main counselor. Well, there is. I was gonna say the other guy who works there is a doctor who just un, like coincidentally happens to be an expert on everything related to dream psychology yeah. and Which dream you'd, theory. you'd almost think that in a normal movie they'd be like, oh, well, Maggie, spoiler alert, Maggie turns out to be Freddy's kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the spoiler alert on that one. But it's also Wafet Kodo who plays Doc. Wafet Kodo, Josh, you know him from Alien. He plays... Um, uh, yeah. he plays Parker in Aliens, and I, you know what? I've seen Aliens a million times. I've seen this movie a million times. It's the first time I've made the connection. Well, that no, he's the guy who he dies, but they use footage of the lower half of someone else. He, they, they, yeah, they changed it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they okay. use footage of the girl? Yeah, it's literally he kills the girl by lifting her and doing like the tail between you know, the alien sexual thing. But uh, but instead there's like, well, they'll just have this happen to this guy. Yeah, instead, we'll just do it so. again. But yeah, so yeah. he plays Doc, and yeah, it, like in a normal movie they'd be like, well, Maggie, since she's Freddy's kid, he, she's been obsessed with dreams because that's like inherited. But no, she just happened to get a job with someone who's also obsessed with dreams oh and they don't even like he it's not even a thing where he just kind of lets them know a little bit and they figure it out he knows right away everything that like he's like (laughs) the second john doe gets there he's like that kid's bringing evil dreams with him be be like careful mag it's like how do you know that like yeah it's like are you also magic yeah and then he's like (laughs) oh here are these three dream demons and they give someone powers to control genes it's like there's no book you saw that in dude you're just making this stuff up um and then so okay so john doe thinks he's freddy's kid and like it's supposed to be this big reveal because all the nightmare on elm street movies do this thing where are not all of them but some of them even like they do the thing that scream did where it's like oh you thought this was the protagonist well she's dead like in the first one it's tina in uh 
in part four, they kill the main character from part three, whose name I'm forgetting. And in this one, it's John Doe. Yeah, they, they do. They do a thing. Because I remember, actually, I wrote this line down because I loved it so much. But um, John Doe goes to sleep at the halfway house, you know, recovery clinic. And he goes to a dream. And in the dream, he sees himself in a padded room and his... His dream self yells at him, free me, you idiot. I'm your fucking memory. <laughs> which, like, is the, which is the dumb, like, it's it's not only, I mean, it's dumb exposition. And it's dumb to just point out what that's supposed to represent. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's like if the alien had turned to you and be like, do you get it? I'm sexual assault. Yeah. Um, but but he never regains his memory. Like, that's, that's not no. even a thing that happens later. Freddy it's just, just tells to them, make like, you think. Yeah that he yeah it's like the movie is tricking you as well as him and i will say your expectations john doe is played by sean greenblatt who i guess has quit acting he doesn't even have a picture up on imdb but i feel like he out of all the characters he is the worst at at acting and i feel like they only picked him because he says fuck really good like yeah like he'll say fuck for no reason and (laughs) it's always like every time he does it you're like that's why they hired this guy. He's really good at that. <laughs> but yeah, and also, going back to my point of, I feel like they just wrote this and they didn't really look back. There is a part where he first gets to the halfway house and he's um, he's trying to stay awake and he's told them to give him caffeine pills, but they they won't because they're adults. And so he's singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall to keep Oh yeah, awake. he's up to like 4,800 yeah. or something and, like that. And yeah. someone yells out, I want to break a bottle over your fucking head. <laughs> and then he just kind of like rolls his eyes like, oh. But the only people we see is Tracy Carlos, Spencer, and the two, like the two therapists. There's nobody else in the building. And it's just a random voice <laughs> that says that. <laughs> and, he, and he almost says it like, like that setup is almost like he's in a prison cell. Yeah. and they It's all incomprehensible. Have... Also, I just looked it up, and apparently that voice was John Mazur, and he's credited as Angry Boy. So, <laughs> But yeah, so there's a mystery about who's Freddy's kid is. But on rewatching it, immediately the first flashback, because they show flashbacks as they're trying to like figure it out, the first flashback shows that Freddy's kid is a girl. <laughs> R- right, exactly. Yeah, you, you know right away that he's wrong because of that. And yeah. you know, too, because... The woman, you know, who's clearly a main character, also goes to sleep and has a dream about that. Like, the, like the newspaper kind of comes to life and like talks to her in her dream, you know? Yeah, and there could have um, been. See, you know, it's her. Like, it's a, it's obvious right away. Yeah. Yeah, and there could have been something where it's like maybe they all have a dream where it's implied that they're Freddy's kids. Like, throw it up in the air, you know? But no, it's just yeah. these two characters, and it has to be a girl. <laughs> well, yeah, and they because they even do like they do the POV of a little kid running and then sees her dad but doesn't see his face, and then they they immediately cut from that POV to show it's a little girl, right? But it's like, well, you could have just left it as the POV shot for a while, and then you know, you know, it doesn't matter. And I mean, also, here's the, the here's the other funny thing that I realized. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right that it cuts to the POV shot and it doesn't show the dad's face, but we know who the dad is. We don't know who. The, who the kid is and so then cutting to the girl it's like no again you should have cut to the dad's face to show that it's freddy 
not to the little girl so we know who the girl is. So they end up going back to Springwood. We should say too that they take the recovery bus, which has been vandalized. Instead of saying recovery house youth, it now reads recovery reptile house youth nasty shelter. Which I mean, is like a weird, like they started doing their graffiti and they're like, that's fine. And then later they hadn't finished it. Like it would almost make sense if they'd crossed out the word recovery and wrote reptile, but like reptile house, oh, they're bad kids. But nothing's crossed out. There's just random words like kind of added. That it's like, oh, did you guys name this that because you were going to change it to something smart? And they're like, no, <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah. going to add more words onto it. <laughs> like if they had changed it like from House of Kids to House of Dead or something. Like, you know, like something. Yeah, or, or like Recovery House. But it's like, no, it's a shelter. It's a youth home. It's like, for even recovering just putting, addicts. Even just putting no recovery would have like worked pretty well yeah yeah there's also there's other words spray painted like away from it I, yeah but but reptile recovery reptile house is the big like gag i mean it's <laughs> not even a joke i don't know what it, it is it, but it's, it's just so... to show their teams um <laughs> yeah. yeah so they go to springwood and then it turns out that carlos uh spencer and tracy have also joined above the this yeah, they, is the they mystery along. game they don't go to freddy's house first they go to a carnival right. that's happening and yeah and it's all adults and they they yeah. are like they're like where's the kids it introduces an interesting idea of what happens when freddy's killed all the kids like the idea that freddy has like he's succeeded where not only has he killed all the kids, but he's, like, ruined all the adults' life. Like, it shows, like, this right. is where Roseanne and Tom Arnold come, and they're, like, like, Roseanne oh, yeah, goes up to Tom Trace. Arnold. Yeah, because they're married That's at the time. That's right. And she yeah. goes up to Tracy, and she's like, hey, uh, I, I promise I won't let him find you this time. Like, you're going to be all mine. Like, she's clearly gone insane. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that was, yeah, no, it was a cool idea because... In because I, I just rewatched the first two just to kind of get a sense of like what what are the other movie you know just so I remembered it and every time in that there it's almost a joke that like someone will die horrifically like being ripped apart like you're like one of the kids like the neighbor will die the neighbor kid and the parents are still like calm down you're acting crazy yeah. and it's like the the adults are so blasé about it in every other movie like just disregarding all these horrible murders. That yeah. it's like, oh, this is the logical endpoint that the the adults are completely like removed from reality and like insane, you know. Yeah, and speaking of which, my favorite out of all <sighs> of them is the first. And that's like one of the points against this movie. It doesn't have any parents because in the first one, there's like multiple characters, but the mom in the first one is so good because every time she'll be like, "What's wrong, Nancy?" And Nancy's like, "Um, all my friends have just been violently murdered," <laughs> and she's like, "Well." okay, you can go to school. <laughs> it's like, don't let her go to school. She's clearly distressed. Let her stay home. Yeah. Like, Even her... at the very, yeah, the, the very end of the first one, the kid across the street not only died, but died being pulled into his bed and like, it was like the blood seeped through to the first floor. And then the dad's like, Nancy, go home and get some rest. <laughs> There's like, uh, yeah, that's also Johnny Depp, by the way. It's weird you've referred to him as some kid. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. And then, like, the sheriff goes up to Nancy, and she's like, why are you hanging out with a, 
with those kids, your curfew's like 11. And it's like, that's, that's the problem. Like, there's so many other things to say. Not like you're hanging out with a dangerous murderer. Yeah. Well, he actually uses her as bait later, right? To catch the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, they, which is his They'll dad. go to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is another thing. Like, they kill, like, they use her as bait, and then they immediately go, okay, you can go, Nancy. It's like, there's no follow-up to that. <laughs> <laughs> they're such bad parents that that's why it's funny this to see them just becoming completely insane you know like the guy at the teacher at the school teaching no one like the history of freddy yeah. you know yeah and that's good like the fact that not only is he teaching to a class of no one but he's like teaching like his history is now just about freddy and he's like Gee. yeah it's like in 1492 freddy sailed the uh, yeah like it's just it's just complete like insanity or they they go to the orphanage and there's they're like, oh, you're Freddy's kid. And she goes, oh, I remember you from the orphanage too, talking to Maggie. And then she goes, oh, I remember you and you like talking to like pointing nobody out. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Right. And that's a good way to kind of reveal it's Maggie without actually saying it out loud. I wish that 20 minutes earlier you didn't show that it was specifically a girl while Maggie was asleep because <laughs> we know it's Maggie. right. But yeah, so then and they, yeah, yeah, and they do that. They also uh, they have the the statue, the Boy Scout statue that says the children shall endure, which is great because it implies that at some point the townspeople knew that all their kids were dying, right. and they're like, "Hey, should we move? No, let's just commission a statue." <laughs> yeah. Then they get to the city, and they immediately well, they get to Freddy's house. And that's when people start. That's when Carlos gets attacked. Carlos is born with, he can't hear. No, he's not born. He can't hear out of one ear because. Yeah, yeah. He he has like like he has a hearing aid because his mom. Like they don't say exactly what happened, but in his dream, he's like, uh, "Mom, don't make me deaf," which implies that she did, and I don't know how she did. Well, she sticks a Q-tip in his ear, and I assume that like she stuck it in too much. If Freddy kills, like anything Freddy does to you happens in real life. But in that, when Carlos gets attacked by his mom, she sticks the ear, like a uh, big ass uh, Q-tip, all the way through his head, like again, like a cartoon, <laughs> and then pulls it out. And she pulls out something. I don't even know what it is. I guess it's his brain? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of him, at least. But yeah. if we play by Freddy's rules, Carlos should be dead by that point. But he's just like... <laughs> Ah, my ears. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not, that's not what your ears are. Um, so yeah, Carlos goes death, and then Freddy kills him by, he drops, or he scratches and drops so many He, he gives him a super hearing aid. Right. And then he, now this also like, and, I, and I, it's been a while since I've seen like three, four, and five, but this also felt almost like the most mean-spirited because Freddy will always attack you. Like he attacks that actress by pushing her head in the TV. Like it's an ironic death, but like mocking his disability is such a weirdly like, yeah. Cause the rest of the movie is super cartoonish. Like the way, like he kills a lot of people is just like, I'm going to fucking drop you out of a building, you know? But in this one, it's like, no, I'm going to torture you to death using your own deafness. It's like, wow, that's, it seems overly harsh for a Freddy movie in, like, a weird way, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, see, and that's the thing, is that Freddy is kind of like the proto-Jigsaw, where he uses, he gives you an <laughs> ironic death. Like, if you're an actress, like, in the actress one, who is my favorite character on Rewatch, and I don't know why I keep bringing her up, but she, um, 
she doesn't eat that much because she's trying to keep her weight. And so Freddy's like, oh, you don't like to eat? Well, you're going to have to eat all of this. And he turns okay. his he turns his claws into a spoon, which is my <laughs> Like, <laughs> you can just use your claws. Like, claws still work. It'll actually hurt her more, Freddy. You can do two birds. But he turns them into a spoon because he's a gentleman. And he feeds her. And so it's like, oh, it's irony that that's kind of what she was trying to avoid or like the fitness girl he like adds the weight so much that her arms break and then she's mm. also scared of bugs so he turns her into a bug and then he squishes her like carlos isn't like trying to be death he just is death because of trauma <laughs> and i guess i mean it's weird to be like yeah freddy you child murderer you took things too far but it does feel like wow that was kind of a dick way to do everything because then like the next guy is spencer and Spencer likes video games. <laughs> so right. he kills them in a video yeah. game. <laughs> it's very like, oh, I'm going to use their, like, oh, you like video games? I'll use that against you. You're deaf. <laughs> yeah. You actually, though, you skipped the best Carlos scene and probably the best scene in the movie, which is they split up briefly. The, the doctor and John Doe stay at the carnival and then the three kids are like, oh, let's get out of here. And they're driving in circles. And she says, Carlos, give me the map. But he's as he's unfolding it, there is way too much map. <laughs> and he keeps unfolding it to the level that the map has completely like covered the back of the van. And he, he's just surrounded by it. And he finally opens the last square of map. And it says in large letters, you're fucked. <laughs> and then he wakes up. <laughs> And she says, Carlos, do you have the map? He's like, yeah, it says we're fucked. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not scary. This is not a scary dream. Because if you were unfolding a map and it just kept unfolding, you would only be confused. Like, it is baffling. And it's, it's, it's a great scene. It's one of those scenes that I almost feel like if they, um, you know how like on, YouTube, like on Twitter and like, like social media, people will be like oh man have you seen that meet joe black scene where like right. brad pitt gets hit by like four cars you know like like that kind of thing will come up every few months for like people who've never like this is the most bonkers scene i've ever seen in a movie somehow this has escaped that notice and it's like incredible because it's like the most like weird twitter meme why did you put this in the movie like it's insane it's not even that scary but you know who, what it is. It's very Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, just messing with him for no reason. <laughs> and then the funniest thing is, okay, so Carlos says you're fucked. And then it just ends. Like the scene is just over. Yeah, they like... just get to. And then they, because they park the car. And they park, they, they, they like, they finally give up trying to leave. And they park the car. And they park it in like this abandoned suburb that turns out to be like Nancy's old house, you know? Um and because uh, I remember because one of the guys goes, what what kind of place is this? And the tough girl goes, this is my kind of neighborhood. And it's just like an abandoned suburbs. It's like, I don't. What does that mean? You know, like it's a very weird like she just likes old suburbs, like because it's not like a cool drug. And it's not that they didn't put any work into it because the whole town looks great. Like it looks disheveled and. The, the yeah yeah band. i mean it, it's kind of it's kind of a weird but like they couldn't think of a reason for them to stop and walk into freddy's house right so they're just like oh the girl wants to walk into this house now it's like why 
she just likes it you know it's not <laughs> even because the, the like like the doctor and john doe are kind of led there you know because they're trying to figure out the mystery but they're like well we need the kids in here too so that's where they go in and then carlos is like you know i'll figure out how to get us out of here after a nap and then that's when he dies you know as he just decides to go to sleep in this abandoned house they've walked yeah. into so because uh, they're not even really tired like they like they yeah, have it's it. also they're the not like the sleep day. deprived yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's like let's all just go into this house take a quick nap and then we'll like reevaluate so they get there and then carlos dies and then it and then carlos tries to warn spencer and he calls him a stupid stoner I like he's like stuck in it well it shows Johnny Depp in a cameo because this movie's full of cameos and so Freddie like hits Johnny Depp and it makes fun of the this is your brain this is your brain on drugs which I don't even know if kids would understand that now but so he hits Fre- he hits Johnny Depp and then he's like go to sleep and then um, so Spencer goes to sleep and then Carlos tries to warn him and it doesn't work so then he just ends up like in a video game. And the best thing about it is that at first Spencer's like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> like he doesn't, he's like the only <laughs> yeah, person who's like in a dream. It. And he's like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, that's... it's very, yeah. It's and, that he's, he's just in the video game. And then I think what his dad is one of the enemies. Yeah. And his dad like starts beating him up and like, okay, so it cuts and, it cuts, they do this a couple of times in the Nightmare series, but so it's cutting to like Spencer like jumping up and down and it cuts to him inside the actual house, like also jumping up and down. And yeah. Then, like doing like the Mario, like boing, boing. Yeah. Like he's like, he's like a pogo stick. Yeah. Also there is clear, <laughs> there's so many cartoony sound effects in this movie. Yeah. At one point he's, cause he's not, his, his body's not moving, but he's just kind of moving forward almost like a Spike Lee movie. Um, but they're doing, while he's doing that and, like, just running forward through the hallway on rails, it's playing the Scooby-Doo running sound effect. Like, the like, and it's so, like, I don't know. They, this was, they're like, let's just put every sound effect in this scene. Yeah, there's, like, a part <laughs> where, though. I'll talk about it later, but, um, so, yeah. So then he kills, or he, he's fighting Spencer, and then it cuts to um, Tracy and Maggie, and they run in. And they like kick because he's playing. He's Freddie's playing Spencer on a Nintendo, and they kick it, and that's when you get the infamous "I've got the power glove" scene. And so he gets <laughs> yeah. the power glove scene, which is one of the only things on trivia. It says Nintendo did not let them do this, <laughs> and it's like thanks trivia. <laughs> And so he then he, he kills. He doesn't just he doesn't tweak it like to say now I'm playing with terror or anything. He just straight up says now I'm playing with power, which is word for word the actual Nintendo catchphrase. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be so bad that it wraps back around. You know, like we're gonna have him bouncing off the walls, like boinging down the hallway. Uh, yeah. I and, don't know. And then he just falls down like a, a pit, and they're just like, oh man. Spencer died, and it's like, wait. Yeah, he, he falls into, like, a pit of his multiple, his dad's, like, just kind of smacking him. Like, they're, like, eight-bit versions. And then, I don't even remember, does he just die? Like, no, 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 that's what dead? I'm saying. I, for, I completely forgot about the dads. No, he falls into the pit with the dads. And in the real world, he just falls down, like, into the basement, I guess. And they never go and check on him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. i mean it looks yeah. like hell. Like, they have the lights to make it look like hell. But there's no, like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> so then, okay, so John Doe's looking for him in a house. The house goes flying into the air. And then, right, and well, because it also went flying time. in the beginning. Like yeah. the fur, yeah, and the fur, the beginning of the movie, it flies in the air. So he jumps. This time it's flying in the air, and he goes, No, I'm not going to. And that's when it catches on fire. Right. And the first time it goes flying through the air, we didn't mention this, but it cuts to Freddy on a broomstick, and he says, I'll get you, my pretties, and your little soul, too. <laughs> Which is. That's actually the first appearance of Freddy in this movie, so it's also good that they're, they're just immediately setting up. Oh yeah, he's a cartoon this time. Yeah, he is not. <laughs> I kind of feel like Freddy is like, it's like when you've been doing your job and you're like, oh, um, I don't care about this job anymore. <laughs> That's where <laughs> Freddy is. Okay, back to the point. So he jumps out again, and then... Uh, John Doe jumps out, and then he like he does a parachute, and Freddy's like, "Did you think I was your dad?" And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm your kid." And he's like, "No, you're not." And so he cuts the parachute, and John Doe falls, and it cuts to my favorite scene in the entire movie, and this is the whole reason that I think that it has to be a parody of the franchise, because Freddy pulls out a bed of like giant spikes, Looney Tune style, like and he's pushing them. And then after he gets it to where he wants it, he looks at the camera and he lets out like a yeah. sigh. He does an exasperated, huh. And then he yeah, literally looks at the audience. Like, can you believe I <laughs> like, have to put up with this? Like, like he, he almost, he was one step short of put, putting out a sign that said, it's a living. Yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking Flintstones. So not only does he push a bed of spikes down, but then John Doe falls on the bed of spikes, and that's how he dies. <laughs> like, not only does they do the bed of spikes thing, but they use it in the story. Yeah, it, it becomes because it's he, they're, they're actually trying to leave at that point when John Doe falls asleep. And when he does the parachute, the parachute actually, in the real world, rips him out of the car. So he is in the air, right. presumably with a parachute, I guess, and then falls. And then you just see, like, his body get all spiked up in the real world, like, as he falls to the ground. And then she's like, oh, no. And then, so, yeah, his whole, like, his memory is like, that's, that's yeah, it was done, never you know. So then it, does, it yeah. goes into the next good concept this movie has, because movie has, like, 15 concepts. And it, <laughs> it cuts to, um, he's talking to Maggie, and he tells her, uh, he says, okay, time to go attack these kids. And she says, well... You can't because they're not from Springwood. And he says, every town has an Elm Street, which as a kid scared me because guess what, Josh? Did you live on Elm Street? No, El Paso has an Elm Street. Oh. And so. Oh, I mean, yeah, every town does have an Elm Well, in the movie, he he makes that true by well, ripping an makes... Elm Street sign out of the ground like it shoots up. Yeah, you know? I, I feel like he's giving us mixed messages because he's saying that every town has an Elm Street, <laughs> but then he also just makes Elm Streets anywhere he wants. Right. Well, and and that's kind of the the weird. Like the beginning implies with like the when he knocks John Doe out of it, and then late like the implication is that he can't leave the town. Like he's bound to it. Right. You know, which is kind of fine, but then you you find out later, no, he can. <laughs> like he yes. just there's no, well, and it's there's like, no there's no restraints, but I don't know. He thought there were, and the, I guess remembered there were. The other ones, like, they don't really stick to the whole 
you have to be on Elm Street for him to kill you. It's just kind of, it's always just kind of been like, whatever. <laughs> well, because he's also doing stuff at their shelter before. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's given them. Before they ever go back. So it's like, no, so he can, you know, he could do whatever. And I mean, and obviously, like, you don't want a movie to try to really explain the extent of his powers because that is always bad. Um, but it's like, well, no, you, like you, Freddie, are in your own movie contradicting yourself, like to the extent of which, like you're allowed to like move around, yeah. you know? But like just the idea that he can affect itself through any Elm Street would have been worth exploring. And then it even cuts, once she realizes that she's her daughter, it cuts to like, also, I just want to give a shout out to the mom, whoever plays Freddie's mom, like... So it cuts to the flashback, and she's playing. The little girl's playing with Freddy, and then the mom goes into the basement, and then she comes out, and she goes, "I will tell," <laughs> like a little kid, but she's an adult <laughs> mom. But so okay, so apparently the mom finds out what Freddy has been doing, what Freddy has been up to, and the backstory of Freddy is that he was like the janitor, and then they found out that he was killing kids. And then, um, and then they he got off on a technicality, so they killed him. Which again, right? That's the they first don't really, movie. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, don't they, really say that they... in this one, but you have to know it because it's super important. <laughs> Freddie and he's like, "I gotta talk to your mom," and the mom's like, "I promise I won't tell." Like, still in a baby voice. It's like maybe this is why Freddie has problems. And so then, it, <laughs> so then the daughter, while the while Freddie's killing the mom just goes down to Freddy's basement and it's just like a door. It's not like a secret door or anything. She just walks into the door and like, not only does Freddy have his gloves like hanging from the, from the roof, <laughs> he also has signs on the, on the wall that say Springwood killer strikes again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so Freddy was very proud. The, the Jackie Earl Haley one does it too, where they're like, he wasn't really a child molester. They just says he wasn't at the end of that one. They're like, just kidding. Here's his pictures of molesting yeah. kids. Which you is know. weird because, like, Freddie, I mean, one of the things is that they always told the line where they never really Yeah, they never outright say he's a pedophile. They just yeah. say he kills kids. They say he's yeah, killing and kids. And that was the movie. And it's enough to be like, well, he's killing kids. It never says he's doing anything else with them. So he's just the killer of kids. And that's one of the reasons I don't like the remake, because they're like, oh, no, he's touching them, too. It's like, can't he just kill them? Does he have to touch them? Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> obviously wasn't successful. They never made another one after that. But, um, yeah. I wish they were still making ones, and Rooney Mara was just like, i, I got to be in another one. I shouldn't have signed that contract. <laughs> and she's, like, winning Oscars. I forgot it but was then, Rooney like, Mara. Yeah. She's, like, winning Oscars, but every other, like, year she has to star in, like, Freddy's, Freddy's Revenge Part 5 or whatever. Um, but do you think like like Rooney Mara is so like like she grew up so weird and like super rich that to her like just doing Freddy movies is the same as doing a ghost story? Like she has no conception for why those are different movies, you know? <laughs> I like the thing that the way she picks movies, she has to know. <laughs> Like, like to her, like Joaquin Phoenix is just a normal guy because she has no frame of reference yeah, like, no for idea. like why. When you own the Giants, like there's only like giant, <laughs> like muscular men that you meet, and then like everyone else just looks like a baby. So she's yeah, like, whatever. Okay, so then they get back to the place, and it cuts to Tracy. Trace. Yeah, that's when she has her. My dad sexually assaulted me dream, right. which again is another weird like. 
hey, the last guy you killed with Mario too. Like, why are you <laughs> using sexual assault yeah. against this one? Like, it it, it, re it really does pinball back and forth between like horrible life trauma and jokes. And that's the other thing is I was gonna say like as soon as they leave the house, like from Freddy saying every house has an Elm Street until, um, the scene where the where Tracy confronts her dad, it is deadly serious and the scene where she confronts her dad like the dad like creeps up on her and he's like come on baby do what i want it's like oh this is uncomfortable and it's like oh yeah. maybe they're gonna transition because freddie obviously couldn't kill john doe so he had to play with them so maybe they're transitioning into a more serious movie but then tracy kicks the dad in the face and his face becomes like clay face where it's like all rearranged and then Freddy, like, gets up and he turns into Freddy and he goes, what's with kids today? And then... <laughs> yeah, and then, it, and then it's back. Yeah, then it's yeah. back to the... It just cuts right back to slapstick. And he, she, like, grabs him and she, uh, she's, like, holding him and she's like, I fight, so I know how to beat you. And he's like, yeah, but this is my world. And then his hand spins, kind of, because it's clearly, like, they didn't build a mechanic like yeah he, he just does it like he, they, just they, he clearly just spun it, it and it doesn't really look that good but they still add the like chainsaw noise as if it's spinning <laughs> really fast <laughs> yeah yeah and it only does it for like a second yeah, you know he just like, for him to get away from her by the time he's doing it he's already stopped because you can only spin your hand so much but so they, they add like a weird chainsaw noise and so then, like, Tracy gets out, and then they pull Freddy out of the dreams. And then... We should also, uh, we should note, too, actually, at this point, that, uh, um, this, I think this is the only scene where you see, uh, Maggie's boss. Because he kind of takes the place of the parents in this movie, because she's like, hey, a bunch of kids here died, including that one that showed up yesterday... And the boss is just like, what are you talking about? Get back to work. Well, and, okay, and that's another thing. They introduce something else where they're like... Oh, they, that Freddy can literally erase you yeah, he's from, now a from memory. But he can erase Doc's memories because Doc tells him, oh... Because he's a dream warrior. No, yeah. he, you know, he goes, I, I can control my dreams. I don't let Freddy stop him. It's like, how do you know all this? <laughs> Why yeah, are you again, prepared? He... he he knows everything in this movie. And yeah, it's it's very weird how they didn't even have, like... Because most horror movies will do the thing where they're like, we need to learn about this. Let's, like, read a book, you know? Yeah. They're just like, no, this guy already yeah, read all those books. Let me tell books. you about Bagul. He... <laughs> yeah. It's always the Bagul scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he immediately just is like, no, I've been studying Freddy my whole life. <laughs> they're like, oh... I guess we should have listened to you at the beginning of the yeah. movie, but we're listening to because he's the one too. He tests his theory because Freddie comes to him in his dream. And by the way, you should put this where uh, we, we we shouldn't forget that Freddie does karate moves and a backflip to show that he is in fact in a dojo in Doc's dream because he <laughs> pretends to be Trace for like a second, but then he does like backflips and then he's like, "I'm Trace," and then. The doctor's not fooled, and he rips off part of his sweater and takes it back to the real world, and that's how they're like, oh, we can pull him back, which is also kind of the, the climax of the first movie. They're, yeah. they're bringing that back. Um, You're like, how do and we... I don't know, do they, do, 
Did they bring him back in three, four, or five? It's been so long since I've seen those. No, and all the well, in all the other ones, by the end of it, it's always hard to tell what's real and what's a dream at this point. But they usually yeah, kill him true. in the dream. Um, I know in five, except in, in in part two, he really wants to get out, and it's not clear why. And then the movie just ends. So that, that again, that's the oddball that doesn't really factor in. Yeah, but. in part two, he literally melts his face. So. Part his on his dream is to break into the real world and just start knifing people yeah. a little bit. Although in yeah. this one, this is the first one, like, Freddy gets punched or something and he goes, oh, I hate being in, I hate, I forgot what it's like to be human. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, being human hurts. And, and it's, it's like, just, this yeah. is what you wanted. Um, oh, but before <laughs> they go, so they figure out that they can pull him out. And then and the movie just ends, so. That, that, again, that's the oddball. That doesn't really factor in. Yeah, his, on his, his dream is to break into the real world and just start knifing people yeah. a little bit. Although in yeah. this one, this is the first one. Like Freddy gets punched or something, and he goes, "Oh, I hate being in. I hate. I forgot what it's like to be human." Yeah, like he's like, "Oh, being human hurts." And, and it's, it's like just, this yeah. is what you wanted. Um, oh, but before <laughs> they go, so they figure out that they can pull him out, and then. They so they send Maggie because they're like, oh, by the way, Maggie, you're clearly Freddy Krueger's daughter because it can only be you. Also, we should have known it was you because Freddy Krueger died so long ago that it couldn't be a teenager who would have been a kid <laughs> when Freddy Krueger right. was alive. Yeah, so and like, you to have you. to infiltrate. You have to infiltrate his brain, right? And to, to to like figure out how to get like to get to him to trick him or something. Yeah, I don't remember why she has to go into his brain, but she does to pull him out. I think. And so it's like, oh, so it goes into his brain, and this is where in the movie, well, in real life and in the movie, they're like, you need these three D glasses <laughs> to see things <laughs> yeah. better. And I like that they incorporate the three D glasses in the movie because, like, Married with Children was in three D. And there would be like a little symbol, like, put on your 3D glasses now. But Freddy was like, well, let's incorporate the put on your 3D glasses now message into the actual movie. And it cuts to her POV, and it cuts to her putting her hand in front of her face. And it's like, you guys could have used anything (laughs) to show 3D, but you decided, like, oh, you know what's going to be scary? Someone's hand. <laughs> so does that mean like when those random skullfish are flying around yeah, that was probably oh, and those are the 3D. best 3D okay. things i mean i didn't see it in theaters but on the old dvd they had a section that was in 3d so you could see it in 3d and the the only things that really are in 3d are the fish that are flying and then like they go into the poster and you can kind of see like the the demons like they're snakes at that point and you see them like kind of wiggling around but yeah, uh, like yeah. It, even in the movie, okay, so they put on the 3D glasses, they go into Freddy's brain, so you see the 3D snakes, you see the 3D head of Freddy, and he comes and he kind of eats you. And then it cuts to like this weird, like, if you ever rode the Back to the Future game in Universal Studios, that's what the inside of Freddy's brain looks like, where it's like kind of like <laughs> just driving through, <laughs> through his like neutrons, I guess. Yeah, because it's kind of brain, like a brain world, but like they'll be like, oh, then there's a brick wall in it. Like there's like, it's like a brain world, but also the dream world. I actually didn't mind it. I I did. I I did like this. It looks cool. I'm always down if it looks cool. (laughs) But then it immediately cuts to him in school as a kid, and they're like making fun of him because he's the son of a thousand maniacs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They because he kills one of the mice, and they 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 chant. 
Son of a hundred maniacs, right. but I don't know what that means. Well, in part five is where you find out again that he was, his mom worked at a mental institution, and one time the bad guys, I mean the medical industry, which to me are bad guys, <laughs> they're like reading <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's real life. Yeah, they're like reading it, and they're trying to count how many maniacs they have in the dungeon of their mental institution. And then the guy goes, there's a hundred of them, let's go. And the nurse is like, wait, no, you left me here. And then they just close the door, and then it's just implied that she gets raped by a hundred uh, maniacs. Uh, I keep seeing a hundred thousand, and it's like, just do it, it's Freddy. <laughs> well, like... They, uh, that's not, like, keep in mind, just watching this movie and not having seen The Fifth Foot in years, there is no context to that. And you just suddenly say, yeah. see him as a child. It's, it is baffling. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. Because I was even going to say, like, in my notes, I had just written, because I, I was writing kind of notes based off of what I was watching and what I remembered, and I put, they completely dropped the hunt of 100,000, a hunt, son of a hundred maniacs. Even though it was just introduced in the last movie. But then it cuts to that scene and it's like, well, they brought it back for literally one scene with no context. And they just right. decide. It's, yeah. And it's, so. Because then it cuts, it cuts from childhood him to like college years Fred, who just looks terrible. Like, I think he's wearing yeah. the sweater by this point. And they've given um, him red hair. But like, it's so <laughs> yeah. dyed. It's so bad. And like, he lives with like an abusive. Guys, like I'll let you live here, but you're bad. Like he doesn't really say why he's bad, but the guy's belting him. But he's like limply, like well, it's weird my, my how gently this guy was belting him. Well, a couple of things. First of all, that's Alice Cooper, and the reason he picked to be in this movie because he says he doesn't like Freddy Krueger, but he liked that they were gonna let him play like a regular person and not Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper, without the oh, makeup really? on, just looks like... A guy. Yeah, he just looks like... Yeah, I was he looks say, like an He just looks dad. like an old... Yeah. He looks like a guy who's done a lot of drugs and... Yeah, I always, shitty now. I always took that scene as that the dad had been regularly beating Freddy. And now Freddy has made himself so strong that his... Like, the same belt doesn't hurt him anymore. And he kind of likes it now. Yeah, like, well, because he even says, like, the trick to pay it is when you don't feel it anymore. Right. But, the, like, the way he's actually hitting it with the belt is right. so, it's... like, so gentle. Like, it's such, like, little smacks. It's like, they didn't want to, like, fake it by, like, making you put on, like, a tough shirt that they could hit really hard. It's like, just just film the scene. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, it looks great. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and see, and here's the other thing. They kind of do this space Godzilla thing where it's like, okay... So Freddy is the son of a thousand maniacs, where his nun, mom, and a thousand maniacs, which isn't, that's not how that works. But anyway, we're going to buy it. But then also, his dad, like, he's he's the um, abusive son. Like, he's like he's been abused, so he also <laughs> Yeah, has and I don't even, like, they didn't even say, like, they, like they, they kind of imply it's his dad, but they also just kind of like, oh, he lives with this guy. Right, right. Like, it you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but it's then very... it's also like, oh, but he gets married and he's killing people. It's like, okay, but the kid who's getting beat by his by Alice Cooper, I don't see that guy marrying like a normal housewife. <laughs> and then they immediately negate it by being like, just kidding. He was still killing people as a good dad. It's like, oh, yeah. all right. Um, I will say that Robert England, when he's playing normal Freddy Krueger, 
does a great job. He always does good. Yeah, I mean, he's so a good actor. Gonna... And also, they have a scene where they, like, load up with guns and stuff for really no reason. They oh, yeah, that them. part, because they, uh, they they say, uh, oh, the, the cops were supposed to get these weapons, because the idea is that they've all been confiscated from yeah. bad kids, but it seriously is like a... Just like Arbavet Locker, although the the part I like because they they have like clubs and they have nail bats and they have like a little pair of nunchucks in the yeah. back. <laughs> they, they have like all the Ninja Turtle weapons are in there too. Which again um, it, goes back to Freddy Krueger movies <laughs> loving karate. That's such a weird representation. It actually made me think of uh, remember Darkman at the beginning to show yeah. that that guy's gang were a bunch of bad guys. They're um, confiscating all their weapons, and it's like knives, guns, and then they do pull a pair of nunchucks out of the gang's like, like coat. So it's just like, oh yeah, that's just a generic like headshot. Yeah. Like yeah, they just have every weapon on them. Yeah, um, they also have dynamite, <laughs> which to me seems less. <laughs> yeah. But the ninja stars do come into play because she actually does. Yeah, she she does use the ninja stars in her battle against real world Freddy to pin him at a certain point. Which yeah. is also funny because I like I box, you know, as exercise, and I know how to box, but that doesn't mean I know how to use ninja stars. <laughs> like that's not part of karate where you're just like, oh yeah, do you know how to use ninja stars? But yeah, so then they fight him, and they like stab him to like a support beam, and then um. Oh yeah, she like at one point Maggie like she gets the glove away from him, and I remember because the way the glove f flies off of his hand is in and of itself like an absurd like it's absurdly yeah. shot. But um, she she picks up the glove and then he's like, "I can teach you how to be me," or you know no, something he goes, like she that. He goes, "Try it on. I bet you'll yeah, like oh, it." Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's like, <laughs> okay, Freddie, but she's been fighting you this whole time. Do you think like it's not like it's a very like Emperor's Throne Room thing? But in that movie, like they both, like the force can corrupt you, but there's no reason for that girl to be corrupted. He's very surprised when she then uses it to stab him yeah. instead. Before she stabs him, she says, Happy Father's Day. And then she kisses him <laughs> and runs, which kind of shows you that Maggie doesn't know what you're supposed to do with your dad. Because I've had my dad for a long time, and I've never kissed him on the lips and told him that first. Right before he, because the dynamite's about to go off, and he turns and says, "Kids," oh, <laughs> just yeah. before it explodes. Yeah, he does say "kids," <laughs> uh, but we forget. We, there is also the part where they show that Freddy's power comes from these dream demons like kind of fly in the air and they a hundred percent they just look like sperms yeah they're like skull face like sperm tadpoles yeah which it's it is it is a strange element to introduce to your sixth movie because <laughs> they also show like in the the during like the college years freddie when he kills alex alice cooper he's like uh well, I killed him, and then suddenly it just kind of cuts to like, oh, Came the townspeople yeah, have cornered him. Yeah, and the dream, and the 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 these tadpoles ship would be like, hey, we're gonna join you now. He's like, all right, like that's like that's how he got his power. That they just showed up and decided to, like seconds before he was burned to death. Like, oh, I guess that's that's how he got him. Yeah, you it doesn't know? show him like being part of this crazy dream cult or anything. Not that I want cults, because every time they introduce cults in slasher movies, it's terrible, but it just, right, like, right. they just show up 
and they're just like, hey, if you let us join you, you'll get, like, you'll live forever and have great powers, and we'll. We don't know. We don't know what we get out of this situation, but <laughs> yeah. I guess we both. Because then win. at the end, they they leave and they kind of laugh and they're like, "Oh, guess he's dead." Yeah, and they time, leave. Time to go know? somewhere else. And it's like, wait, <laughs> what? They they even do that thing where they're like, "Huh?" <laughs> like, so <laughs> yeah. did they not know what was happening in the real world this whole time? You know now, but now that you've told me it was in three D, like scenes like them. And his head flying at the camera and like the the way the the glove flies the the 3d thing does make a lot more sense i don't know if this movie was supposed to be the last one while they were filming it or they just decided afterwards <laughs> but they do like the way they kill him is the exact same way they kill him in the first one so it kind of feels weird if it was the final one they're like well how do we ultimately kill freddy it's like i don't know the same way <laughs> we've done it the last couple of times which is again i think how they kill him in new nightmare but yeah and then it, it just cuts to maggie and she just looks at the other guys and she goes freddy's dead and then it cuts to credits like it's such an anticlimactic <laughs> yeah. ending yeah it, it's such a weird like that's the movie <laughs> yeah. bye and, and then it cuts to like a montage of the other movies and it's like yeah if you didn't like the if you didn't like this movie i feel like them cutting to a montage of all the other movies, is a spit in your face. Because <laughs> well, they're like, they, this is what you could yeah, have been watching. They use scenes from one through five. They also use some scenes from this one too. Right. And it almost feels like one of those, like the like the like the YouTube fan edits now. Like that's what it feels <laughs> like, where it's like the sickest Michael Myers kills. Like it's it's like one of those, but just played during the credits it, of this movie. It does have a very like K-pop fan cam. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was so such a weird note to end the movie on. Yeah. Um, I, I also feel like we should just end this by being like, that was it, and then it just cuts and we just show a montage <laughs> of us talking. Um, but yeah, I think if you kind of look at it as, oh, this is a film that is um, like a kind of a parody, it's kind of like taking like a fun approach to the series, and it's kind of like, it almost feels like the last episode of the office where like if you look at it objectively as as an episode it's a pretty like unrealistic terrible episode you know but if you like it in terms of oh well everyone gets a happy ending and that's what i want then it it works perfectly like this movie was just supposed to be like hey let's have fun and we'll introduce some cool ideas but mainly we're just going to try to entertain the kids yeah let's let's in. wrap yeah. this up because the idea of 10 years from now he has killed all the people like is it is like a fun idea like it's it's a like it's it's silly but it's also like well no this movie has to be silly you know so it's right. like if you're on board with that then it's fine if if i was gonna make this film and they're like oh it's about freddie um and he's killed all the kids and the town has gone crazy i would make it very serious and I would appreciate that. But I wouldn't have had Freddy rolling out a bed of spikes onto the middle of the road. And I feel like that needs to be part of cinema. I mean, the difference between Freddy and everyone else, and it's why I like him, is because Freddy's full of personality. And like, you can either be devoid of personality, like Michael Myers, and that's scary, but you don't really want to watch a million Michael Myers. Or you can have... Freddy, who's full of personality, and like I'll watch Freddy every week, um, as long as he's not hosting some kind of Tales from the Crypt show. 
And yeah. so I feel like this movie, it pushed his personality all the way to the top. And I would always... Yeah, so it's a full-on joke. So, but yeah. it's also like, the, 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 as, as, a, as a send-off, I think that works, you know. Yeah. Like, this... if they had made four more movies <laughs> at this level, it would have been, like, unwatchable, you know. There's eight Freddy Krueger movies. <laughs> so, like, we've had a bunch of serious ones where we try to be scary. Let's just have one where we're trying to have fun. Yeah. So, and Rachel Talele is still, she's still working to this day. She's, she just directed three episodes of Riverdale. I think she did a good job. Just looking at Freddy's mask, they clearly did not have the right. the same budget, you know? They're like, you know, it, it's good enough. Every, almost all of it looks like sets, but that's fine, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... it's going to look like a set because it's a dream. Like, they have to, like... Oh, this minute it's a kitchen, but next minute the kitchen has to be on fire. Right. No, and that's fine. I mean, because it's that type of movie where you're just kind of in it for the ride. You're not like, this doesn't look realistic. Yeah, it's like, who who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a good point to end on. My name is Andrew Hanna. Right now my films available are called The Last Ones and Borderland. They're both available on Amazon Prime for sure, and like on Roku and Steam and a bunch of other streaming services that i don't even know that my distributors are just like hey here's it's on this one and i'm like i've never heard crackle brazil yeah yeah Yeah, it's like (laughs) there's one called like the monster network and i'm like cool man just just get me paid yeah i have a i have a roku and it comes like preloaded with like a hundred of those and it's yeah yeah i'm I'm probably on 50 (laughs) but if you are inclined to watch my movies please do we have another movie coming out called the empty space which is in festivals so who knows when that'll be out but keep an eye on it i feel like well if this was fun and if it gets some kind of views maybe we'll do another one Um, i want to talk about uh rounders yeah everyone wants to talk about i I, I really want to break down rounders come back next week when we talk about rounders I feel like we should do that every episode. We're like, just come back. We're a rounder spectacular next week. You guys have been asking for it. I think we can do that if the pandemic continues, which according to our government, it's never going to end. So yeah. we'll, well see. Well, no, according to them, it's already ended. Right. right. <laughs> like school and just go back. Already. Just yeah. go back to school, but try not to breathe for eight hours. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for listening. If you made it all the way this far, and we'll see you next time.